April is PMDD Awareness Month and this year we got together with four members of our Patient Insight Panel to talk about why PMDD awareness matters and also what are some of the barriers and concerns people have when talking in public about PMDD. Join us as we chat with them now. Uh, my name is Laura Murphy. I'm Director of Education and Awareness here at IAPMD. Um, I've been with the organisation um, for about four years now, um, first starting on the board, then working on social media and now working in education and awareness. Um, also helping us out today is Laura Tierjones, who you can see at the top. So she is um, the Education and Awareness Assistant. So if you need anything throughout this, she will be pinging lots of links into the chat for you. Um, but also if you have any questions, pop them in the chat and um, Laura will kind of feed them through to me as we go. So our patient insight panel, we advertised at the beginning of January looking for patients who were interested in helping shape the future of patient-centered research um, with PMDD due to some work that we're doing with PCORI, which is Patient-Centered Outcomes Research Institute in America. So 30 patients were selected from around the world and we'll be working on some research over the next few weeks to inform a patient-centered narrative of life with PMDD. So on July the 16th and 17th this year, IAPMD will host the first ever PMDD Community Coalition Roundtable. So it'll be the first of its kind of event, bringing patients and professionals together to help shape the future of research, clinical care and support for PMDD-centred patient experience. So here is our panel today, our lovely panel. So these are all on the Patient Insight panel and we're really pleased to have them. So we've got um, Anuya from India, Heather from the USA, Gina from the UK and Venka who is in Germany. So um, let's just do some introductions. Gina, are you happy to go first? Um, absolutely. Um, so I am Gina. I'm, I'm a life coach. Actually, I work with people who who have PMDD and who don't have PMDD. I'm super passionate about PMDD because a couple of years ago I got my diagnosis and it is just such a huge part of my life now. Um, I'm an advocate for cyclical living and that's, that's kind of how I manage my PMDD alongside my medication. Um, and it's just this community that we find ourselves in I find it really empowering and it just has a huge impact on me so I'm just really grateful to be a part of it it wasn't really that much about me but um here we are no it's great so you're in the UK as well whereabouts are you yeah so I'm um I'm in the middle of the UK I'm in uh the Midlands so Litchfield which is near Birmingham I live with my husband Dan and my dog Lola uh, Hello, who, Lola. Yeah, who <laughs> may or may not make an appearance today. Well, let's hope. Let's hope she does. There you go. And Heather. Hello, my name is Heather Williams. I'm located in a suburb of Cleveland, Ohio, in the United States. I have found tremendous support in the IAPMD.org um, community as far as the Facebook groups, the peer support. I was not diagnosed until late 2019 when my symptoms became very severe after I weaned my third child. 
and I have tried all of the different um, types of therapies. And most recently, at the beginning of February, I went underwent a hysterectomy with a bilateral oophorectomy. And I'm about eight weeks out and feeling pretty good. I'm working on getting my estrogen figured out. And um, one of the biggest things about why I wanted to be part of this was because I found it very difficult talking about my PMDD. It's something that um, as a community of all these wonderful people I see in front of me, all these warriors, I know that you all understand and don't pass the same judgment. And it's been difficult relaying what this disorder means to me to other people, to include medical professionals, family, friends. And this year, I kind of just decided that I was done holding up a strong face for everybody else and that I was ready to be someone welcoming others with open arms who need to talk about about their own mental health. So um, I found tremendous support here and I'm happy to be here. Thank you. We're happy you're here too. Very happy. Um, Anuya. Hey everyone, I'm Anuya. I'm currently doing my PhD in India. Uh, my PhD is essentially looking at um, the quality of life, especially related to endometriosis and PMDD in India. There are no studies currently in India, so which is why I'm focusing especially on what is the loss of quality and what are barriers to you know seeking healthcare, things of that sort. I'm hoping it would give uh, India more insights as to how we can help more people get diagnosis and treatment. Uh, I'm also founder of Beyond Blood in India, where we do PMDD advocacy. We are trying to connect mental health professionals with uh, people with PMDD. We hope that more people get diagnosed and more people get the help that they need. And when I first got diagnosed, I was actually in the UK. And I, I probably wouldn't have got diagnosed if I was not in the UK. And I did. And now that I'm back in India, I just look back. And even when I first got diagnosed, uh, IAPMD was the first place that, I mean, it, it's the first place where I found support. And I found people on Instagram, the PMDDP hashtag, and they really helped me. You know, it was a lot of validation. And I think I needed a certain amount of validation to begin my um, after healing. So that's about it. Thank you. It's amazing. And um, so Anuya is also on our youth advisory board on top of all of that. And um, Beyond Blood is, um, I believe, an alliance partner with IAPND, isn't it now? Yes. Amazing. Um, and Benka. Yes. Hello. Um, I'm Benke. I'm uh, from, from Germany, originally from um, Hamburg. Now I live in uh, Stuttgart, but I also have lived in Argentina and in Spain. Uh, I am still a student. <laughs> I, uh, I still don't have my bachelor's degree because I'm struggling a lot uh, because of uh, health reasons. Yes, I have uh, PMDD and I also have ADHD, which co-occurs a lot uh, with all, all the neurodiversities come always uh, 
very often come with EMDD as well. Yes, so I'm I I, I really love my uh, career. I'm I'm studying uh, theology and social work, and I I love to give uh, counseling, and I hope to also increase uh, PMDD uh, awareness and help people through that. Once I maybe finish uh, one day but um, it's hard with uh, PMDD. I have tried uh, so many treatments already and uh, many health professionals don't know anything and the only thing they uh, can can give you really uh, are uh, SSRIs and uh, and oral contraceptives was, which help some people but haven't helped me so far and I have been to 10 doctors uh, during the last year, professionals, but it was really hard. And now I uh, recently, one week ago, I have been the, the first time I ever went to someone who actually uh, knew about uh, PMDD and, and other treatment than the ones I, I started. I, I hope that treatment, I, I'm now, wait, I'm in PMDD uh, luteal phase now, and I'm waiting for a new cycle to begin to start that treatment, uh, yes, with transdermal estradiol and progestin. And I'm hoping so much it will help. Yeah, but it has, has felt so well to finally have someone saying, yes, it's the luteal phase, the, the, the progesterone, when it rises, it, uh, we don't know, some people don't tolerate it, um, and we, we will stop your cycle to better that. Yes. Yes. trial and error it's very frustrating i understand yes. it's it's a, thank you for sharing and thank you for being here whilst in pmdd really appreciate it it's not easy you're doing amazing so um we have already kind of touched on it already um so one thing that you know comes up a lot you know pmdd awareness it kind of just rolls off the tongue you know i talk about it a lot as part of my job but it means so many things to so many different people you know i spoke to heather last week and it became really clear PMDD awareness for some people is literally just telling one person you know their nearest and dearest for some people it's finding a doctor who's aware of PMDD for other people it's going on the tv or being interviewed by a journalist or featuring in a book or doing advocacy work there's so many things that it can be um so I guess my first question is to the panel what does PMDD awareness mean to you personally if we go with Gina again first so to me, awareness is shouting as loud as possible, um, as far as possible about PMDD. So on my Instagram, I I started to, I started my Instagram in, in June, I think, and it's it's my coaching, my business Instagram, but I'm very, very open about PMDD. And every single time I talk about PMDD, I have new people messaging me. Um, I have people saying either I think I have this or so people having that light bulb moment and that's kind of what awareness means to me um, it's that and it's sort of broadening um, people's understanding bringing it into people's vision almost because I kind of feel like I'm never going to be able to fully rest until PMDD is something that everyone knows about because I don't want anyone to go through what I've been through. I feel like the only way that's going to happen is if I keep, not just me, but that everyone, the community, anyone who has the space, keeps on doing the work and having conversations um, and doing it in a way that suits their, their life and where they're at. Yeah. Singing it is so true because I think, obviously, 
I talk about it a lot. <laughs> um, but I think it's every time I have spoken to anyone about it, there's pretty much always, oh, I think my ex-sister-in-law has that, my cousin, my ex-partner, you know, there is always someone who emails every time I've done anything you know there's always people that get in touch who and it just goes to show and I mean changing one but you know not everyone has to go on the tv and be in newspapers it can be just you know speaking to your crew about it or sharing anonymous anonymously online you know there's different platforms Twitter and Instagram where you can be anonymous if you want to and you know do some outreach work to find people so I think you're totally right and I think um yeah a new year I think for me PMDD awareness is all about the light bulb moment when I'm talking about it and someone just goes like oh maybe I have it or maybe my mother has it or my friend has it you know that realization and that it's it's just that one moment you know it, it completely changes your life that trajectory like I have I may have PMDD and you read about it and maybe you'll get diagnosed and I think that's really really amazing is that once you start talking about it is that people hear this thing and they're just like you know this really helped me and I got diagnosed because I heard you speak about it and that, that that's really amazing sometimes what I do is I'm on reddit so I go and look around in the PMS subreddit and then you know when I see someone say you know I have this extreme PMS and they explain it and then I feel like okay maybe they have pmdd and then so i just leave a comment have you considered that you might have pmdd you can go to the support directory in iapmd and see if you can find a doctor that will help you and you know i've got a lot of times messages you know privately from uh, subreddit later saying that you know this really helps me thank you so much and i think it's more about intersectionality for me because a lot of times it's like there are so many barriers in in india there are like completely different barriers and obviously in uk there are different barriers in us there are different barriers but i think end of the day is like the biggest barrier is that nobody knows about it speaking about it is one step forward to changing that fact that nobody knows about it yeah i think that's it for me yeah no and i think you're so right i think the light bulb moments are really important because that's until you have that answer you can't seek support you can't read up on treatments and although you know there's not one specific treatment that works for everyone to have at least that stepping block where you can be for me joining a, a Facebook support group was life-changing to just you know I still remember my jaw dropping and being like oh my god there's all these people that having the same experience as me they're walking out from their partner once a month they you know there was other people you know I used to just decide I was going to go and live in my car. You know, that was a completely normal thing to do, to run away from everyone. And yeah, that'll be fine. That's a good idea. Um, you know, and to see there's other people, you know, reacted badly to the contraceptive pill, didn't do well on this, didn't do that and that, you know, it's it's so validating. So I think anyone that wants support, do you go to the um, support tab on the IAPMD website? We have video support groups you can attend, a bit like this, um, and, and they're moderated by a trained peer support provider. We have seven support groups on Facebook. And if you want to be anonymous, we have a, a group with Inspire where you can go and you can interact anonymously. Uh, we do have some people who get in touch who, due to their jobs, etc., they do just want to keep really on the lockdown and and keep it to themselves which is fine it's choice so there's options there for people who want support that need it so if you're looking for doctors um that know 
PMDD. We have a map on the IAPMD website. Um, it's a peer recommended map. So it is people that have been recommended by other people with PMDD or PME. So um, please, if you find someone good, please do submit them via that page and leave a review. We are really trying to build the reviews up so other people know what to expect. And you can also search there and you can filter, but it's something we're really, really trying to grow. So um, if you see anyone in a support group, Facebook, whatever, talking about someone amazing they've seen, please get them to add them there because, you know, that could that could completely change someone's life to find someone near them who can help them. And uh, Venka, PMDD Awareness. It has changed so much uh, in my life. Obviously, we need uh, the, the awareness being where we, we have this and not another thing to have uh, the, the right treatment. But also it has helped uh, a lot to understand all, all, all my life. Yes. Uh, because, for, <laughs> for, for example, um, I have before knowing I had uh, PMDD. I was noticing uh, that my my boyfriend at, at that time, who who's my husband now, uh, I had noticed that sometimes I couldn't really stand him, and I really didn't know why, and I was wor- uh, worrying a lot. Everyone's and nodding. People, yeah, <laughs> people were asking me, uh, "And when are you getting married? You have been together for some time." And I, I thought uh, this is the most amazing uh, man in, in the world. And he was also uh, asking, why are you hesitating? And when I found about PMDD and tracked my cycle and noticed that it was always that time of, of, the, of the cycle that really messed with uh, my relationship, I knew, okay, I, this man is really great and I really love him indeed, but it's, it's the illness that makes it complicated. But that they are not really uh, issues and he has been so 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 supportive yes so pmdd awareness has, has changed a lot also on understanding like uh, when when i'm really bad and crying all day and uh, having having uh, suicidal thoughts it also helps to know okay in seven days this will stop and i will go back to normal again i will love my life i will look outside the window and be happy and dance because for, for no reason yes and um so this and not thinking oh i don't know sometimes i have depression sometimes i don't so this the awareness has changed so much for me amazing yep. and i think and i want others to know about it as well for that. do you track your cycle to to know those dates or is it um just in your mind I used to find it um really important to track I had an app and I remember sitting not sitting downstairs sometimes and just looking at it and you know that moment when you feel like you're absolutely losing your mind and I would think I have lost it I have literally it's gone this time and I remember sitting and looking at it and thinking and I'd put in there exactly the same thoughts the the month before and the month before and to know it passed just sort of gave I don't know, enough hope to kind of just go up and go to bed and that day was yeah. done. But it's I think sometimes writing it down and journaling or with app is just so important. I have to say, so you, you were just talking about relationships and I think that's yes. really such a big thing to so many people. And I think that could almost be a um a separate session on its own. So if anyone would like to see that and attend that and perhaps we could have some patient experts and then some professional experts on to do some um tips and tricks and things to, you know, connect with your partner and communicate PMDD, etc. Um, or any other of these Zoom calls, if 
you have any ideas, please do put it in the um, in the chat bar and we'll make a note of it and definitely see what we can make happen. We want to know what's going to, to help you. Um, and Heather, over to you. I was privileged to speak with Laura last last week or about a week and a half ago. So I'm so happy this came together so quickly. It really was a labor of love, I'm sure, by everybody involved to get here. And I'm so thankful to everyone who did turn out. We began talking about this because I had made mention that I've really only talked about my PMDD with uh, very close friends, very close family members, and not very many other people. I think having not gotten a diagnosis until the last several years made it difficult because I really did think I was just going crazy every month. Like many other people said, the cyclical nature of it was first noticed with the fights with my husband. Um, we, we both noticed, I think, three months in a row, a bad blowout. And it came at the same time. And a few days later, I felt so much lighter and so much better. And, and physically, I felt better. And mentally, I felt better. So um, also, you know, another one of the people with a self-diagnosis that was led to other resources online and ultimately the IAPMD site. So the awareness to me is beginning my journey of telling people because everyone has told me for so long that I'm so strong. And I've been told by many people, well, you would never know on the outside. You, you hold yourself together so well. And the guilt and the shame and the hiding and um, the support that I haven't received for shame feelings is a reason why 2021 is my year to tell everybody. I drafted a beautiful email to my friends and family. It's asking to take the pledge. It's also asking them to donate because um, I know myself, I've found countless resources in the IAPMD.org website. I'm sure that um, I've spent money in the the peer <laughs> support and found success not working on, on finding a provider in my area who may or may not have any experience with PMDD and to find a resource of peer support counselors who understand, who are not dismissive was incredible to me. So 2021 is my year where I am shouting it I'm telling everybody, using my platform, even if I don't know a whole lot of people, I will be, you know, advocating for every single warrior out there because I care so deeply for all of you. I didn't know it was possible yeah. to find <laughs> a resource like this and it's really changed my life and I, I hope I could help at least one other person. And it will. And I have to say this whole session is is happening because of the conversation with Heather, because we actually had a really open conversation about what fears, what stops people talking about PMDD? What is what is it that holds you back? What worries you? Is it stigma? Is it the I get PMS reply to? Is it, you know, that kind of, like, you know, toxic pox, toxic positivity back where people, you know, just sort of minimize your experience or you know try and pep it up to make it okay when really you're struggling 
after that conversation or during the conversation I think I was like actually I think this is a really important discussion that needs to be had very openly because from my personal experience you know I I started the vicious cycle PMDD awareness project so three and a bit years ago now for very much the same reason I was like I am done I am done of you know I was running the UK PMDD support group at the time and I was done with all these people joining every single day with the same stories I've been living with this for x y years and I didn't know I've been I'm afraid of losing my relationship. I'm afraid of losing my children. I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. And, you know, I spent 17 years undiagnosed and I was just done. And I was terrified, but I ended up in a newspaper and I was really scared because my family just don't talk about these things. We're, we're just not those people. And, um, and I was really scared. But I remember telling my mum and my mum went and bought three copies of the newspaper to send to family. And I was just like, oh, my God. OK. And I was on the same page as Donny Osmond. So she was really happy. So, you know, small, small victories. But from that, I, I found that so many people, when they reached out and say, thank you, thank you, thank you, it kind of gets a bit addictive. And you're like, oh, actually, I've helped one person. I kind of want to help more. But I know to get to that point is difficult, especially if you have other challenges. You know, I um, wasn't working at the time. I was so unwell with PMDD. So I kind of had nothing to lose, really. And now, you know, it's my job to talk about it. So I know that's a really fortunate position. Um, But I think, yeah, it's important to have a conversation about what worries you about talking about it. What is it that holds you back from speaking openly about it um or does nothing hold you back are you like me I'm like a Pringles packet you know I've popped I I can't stop it's not going back in now (laughs) so um if we start with Gina again such an interesting um point because so my close my close friend I'm super open and online I am super open but I realized that I guess also because of the the past year um, even though I've been diagnosed for a couple of years, um, having those conversations with family members in person, I actually think I find that quite a daunting um, task. I'm I'm going to have them. I've I've already spoken to myself about this, but it's the idea that someone so close to you might pass some sort of judgment. Um, because to me, that's far worse than anyone on the internet passing judgment. Um, I will happily shout, you know, about it. But I guess it, it's that fear. Um, and I have had conversations. Um, but again, it's I've had conversations where I thought that people have understood. You know, people know that um, So I've just gone into the, or I'm going into the chemical menopause. And I've had conversations with people where they, um, they've been aware that I experience suicidal ideation monthly. Um, and then they've sort of made a passing comment with no, absolutely no ill will, but a passing comment that's like, oh, but this is happening soon. So we moved into a, a house, a new house in, in December. And I remember someone saying to me, oh, but you're, you know, you're moving into the house soon as if. That magic oh, made my PM. It'll <laughs> fix all your health. <laughs> and I was like, but you know 
that I essentially I've made I've made the choice that I'm not gonna have any children even though so I came out of the chemical menopause because I was desperate to try for a child it's something that I've always wanted um and I've recently gone back into it because I just can't manage and they they know they knew that there was you know that was being said and they knew that I experienced suicidal ideation and yet they still made this comment and there wasn't any ill will I know there wasn't but that those sorts of things are the things that sometimes I think make me think again like how are they going to respond did they truly or what can they truly understand um but I don't want it to stop me it's not going to stop me I think like you know Heather said this is her year maybe this is my year to have the conversations of the people who I haven't been able or willing to do it you know face to face um and bring it a bit closer to home um and if they don't understand then I think I'm probably kind of going to be okay with that yeah I mean it's so hard to to understand an invisible condition I mean it's so hard and all of us I'm sure have put our foot in our mouth I remember you know I know I have I've got friends with chronic fatigue syndrome and I've said oh, I'm so tired so tired and they must just want to take a swing you know and I'm sure so many of us have done and said things without any intention like you say so it is understanding that often people are trying to understand and trying to empathize but how can someone who doesn't live with PMDD understand it it's such a unique experience to like you know have the lights go on and off you know in your life it's it's so unique and I think that's another reason you know the PMDD community like online and everything is just so important to have people to reach out to who who get it that you don't need to explain it to so yeah it's gonna be your year yay (laughs) Um, and a new year it'd be interesting to hear from a sort of um cultural perspective you know because I think in the UK there's been massive leaps and bounds when it comes to talking about mental health you know I think and I do see it you know around the world different kind of perceptions in opening up about it so in terms of India what's it like to speak about PMDD? I think in India we're dealing I would say a very I would say two layers of tabu when it comes to PMDD like Mm -hmm. one the tabu of menstruation and two the tabu of mental health yeah so because you know PMDD it's so related to menstruation and mental health it's just it just gets really difficult because there's so much stigma. There's so much to unpack. There are also all sorts of religious and cultural taboo associated with menstruation. And people also think, you know, mental health is something you can sort of, you know, will it away. You just have to have that strength and that willpower to just stay happy and and it's just going to happen. Um, for me, I think one thing that really worried me in the beginning was the trivialization. I was afraid of being trivialized, the minimization, the gaslighting. Um, And I think it's years, you know, like it took me a while to get diagnosed. So it's years of minimalization, years of trivialization and years of gaslighting. And then when you say, when you say that, okay, I have something called PMDD, they're just like, oh, now you just made it up. Everything is something now. It's just a made up thing. And you know, some some days you have that strength to sort of sit down and be like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. Let me educate you. But some days you don't have that strength to educate someone. 
and some days is just like i do i don't want to educate you it's not my responsibility it's just uh, a fluctuation you know in this three ranges but um, i think it's as soon as i started beyond blood and i was talking about pmdd in india everywhere suddenly it didn't matter because i felt like if you are unable to accept that i have something called as pmdd a recognized disorder then how you react to it is not a reflection on me it's a reflection on you so i am not going to stop talking about it and i'm not it's it's my reality right i'm not going to be ashamed of it because i do so much to uh, manage uh, my mental health i do so much to keep me, keep myself sane and you know like manage the symptoms and i get really bad physical symptoms as well so i just feel like i do so much so i'm not ashamed of it because i'm doing the best i can to help my condition and how you think of it does not impact on me is not a reflection on me so i i made my peace with it i am very open about it i've told my employers i've told my peers if it's up to me i would shout it from the rooftop saying that i have pmdd yeah. I, <laughs> well you are in a way <laughs> <laughs> I think that's amazing. And, uh, and yeah, in terms of um, PMDD awareness, so while there are sort of two layers of stigma, like two very historically yeah. stigmatized subjects, menstruation and mental health, in terms of awareness, it's kind of gives two platforms to to push off, I find, yeah. you know, so you can get involved in the, the women's health community and also the mental health community. And there's this kind of crossover. And I think um, in terms of awareness, it kind of gives us yeah two two platforms to push up from rather than one so I, I try and see it as a as a positive and um what about in Germany Venka like you said yes. it's very hard to find someone that knows about it yes stigma is uh, huge around uh, mental health at all yes like um, my my generation my my parents and my grandparents were the people that built up the whole country after it had been completely destroyed uh, in 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 the war world war 2 there was nothing left everything ruins and they had to build up all the country and now it seems sometimes like my generation is seen as uh, these fragile people who always have some issues who yes who who can't grow up and it's difficult because it makes you question things uh, like oh maybe if i had to build up the the country after the war how would i have reacted like asking yourself these um things um the, the impact that had on people's mental health mm-hmm. and it was just all behind closed doors yes yes it and just... like like it's my generation that is now dealing with some of the trauma from those generations who couldn't speak about their feelings mm-hmm. who uh, are totally unable to speak about feelings who have a hard time opening up and yes in my generation there are definitely more people starting to talk about uh, mental health yes and uh, I, th- I think um, um, female health and and hormones and sexuality isn't that much stigmatized in germany um i think that there are very open discussions yes but mental health is definitely more stigmatized yes and i we hate being seen as uh, fragile weak or crazy and not taken seriously yes people are in fear of having disadvantages if they open up yeah yes keeps people behind closed doors doesn't it and suffering alone which is 
really and helps. I have also noticed like because I, I have the the ADHD and I also um, have a, a problem with my sight that before getting glasses I was always falling asleep and being very very tired all the time and uh, I always said okay I have this uh, thing and then another thing and um, then I was uh, falsely diagnosed with depression at the time and it can seem like okay she's always coming up with something new now she has this new diagnosis and that makes it difficult being seen as uh, a trend some people see having mental illnesses as some kind of trend which I find very disgusting It, it makes it very very difficult to talk about it and it made me doubt like is this really pmdd is this now really what it's um, on mass kind of gaslighting yes isn't it? it's just on a on a huge scale yes and, and as i had made the experience that i was diagnosed with depression and then found out it actually wasn't because it was there for two weeks and then it wasn't for two weeks and then i was again for two weeks um so it makes you doubt new diagnosis that you are given um, yes, because they also interfere with each other. Like the, what what can be attributed to the ADHD, like loss of um, concentration, and what is really PMDD? It's very hard to unpick when there's yes you know, co- comorbid to, to conditions un- going un- untangle on. what what is happening now. Very much yeah. so. Over to to Heather. People that you should be able to turn your emotions on and off, and that it's a choice to be unhappy. And that you can pick yourself up out of it and take a bubble bath and do some of these self-care things that the media tries to assist us with um, by giving us some of these different coping mechanisms that do work for many, many things. But I think, unfortunately, because we go through such a cyclical disorder and it's very misunderstood, speaking about it has been challenging because I've been dismissed from everyone from immediate family members, medical specialists. I think the hardest thing has been, will people still think I'm as capable after they know that I deal with this diagnosis? Um, Because they see the list of symptoms and it can be very scary for them to look at a person who uh, may or may not be dealing with some of the most severe parts of our disorder and wonder if they're capable, especially in a professional setting. So work has been something that's been very difficult for me to speak openly about. People having perceptions or making judgments on things that may have happened in the past, like, oh, well, I remember that time. That must have been one of your PMDD episodes or you know, things like that, where they're kind of trying to pinpoint points in my life um, that don't need to be, you know, if I wasn't charting at that time, I'm not aware, you know, statistically, many of us didn't get our diagnosis until very, very recently. And making the decision to tell people I'm not okay gives myself the opportunity to have more support persons when I need it. Definitely. Thank you. Really, you've all made such important points. So the last thing I wanted to ask, but what will everyone be doing for PMDD Awareness Month? Um, so for PMDD Awareness Month, I am hoping, uh, 
So I had grand plans this month and then I had my injection uh, for going through the chemical menopause almost a month ago and I did nothing to plan for it. So I'm hoping to reach out to some people to maybe do some lives on Instagram and I'm going to talk to some people I had conversations with uh, beforehand. That includes Laura TJ, who's (laughs) up there. And I'm just going to try and talk about it as much as possible. Um, but how about you guys? Um, so what we are planning to do in India is we are starting a campus ambassador program where uh, we are speaking directly to psychology students so they can go and appeal to their university to include premenstrual disorders in their syllabus. So, um, so that way, more psychology students learn about it who probably end up being healthcare professionals uh it it's very very excited for this because uh currently we already have at least four colleges on board and we hope more colleges will join us and this is something that's really exciting because i think once you start learning about it it's just like more awareness and better healthcare outcomes i think Definitely. Uh, and education is just such a vital part to get it in for those early sort of career healthcare workers who are interested and keen and energetic, you know. Uh, we just uh, had a conversation like two days ago and it just got confirmed on Monday that we'd be able to kickstart. Uh, apart from that, we are reaching out to some, I would say restaurants, I would say dessert restaurants. We are asking them to like put up teal colored desserts. We're asking them to put up teal color desserts and uh, we think that all proceedings towards uh, the sale of the teal color desserts would go to PMDD awareness. Amazing. Um, these two things are something that we're doing and obviously, you know, when the teal desserts are out, they're going to be like a flyer or a poster. And one of the reasons we went with desserts is because, you know, people eat a lot of desserts in my city. <laughs> and... <laughs> And they're really great, famous places. So we just hope that there'll be a lot of, you know, football. So more people are looking at the teal color, teal desserts and the Yeah. Oh, that's a really nice way of doing it. That's really nice. We had someone, I think it was not last year, the year before, because lockdown, obviously, we did all this work to plan this. Uh, we were going to do the Ignite the Fight runs, um, like 5K and 10K runs for people to run and then end up at lit up buildings near them and then lockdown happened, <laughs> um, which is such a shame. But I think the year before we had people um, do it, there was a hairdresser who was doing like teal strips in people's hair and teal nails and yeah, really good good fun, I thought. That's amazing. Um, and Venka, what will you be doing for PMTD Awareness? Yes, uh, I am going uh, to start um, in, in Instagram in, in Spanish language uh, to talk about uh, PMDD. I'm going to be sharing it. Yes, I, I haven't done something like that. I was thinking about whether language to do it in. And I really realized searching through the groups that always, that, that very often um, people who are uh, native German uh, speakers can use lots of the, the the resources in English. They do that that a lot, and there's a lot of of awareness through the the English speaking community going on. I, I didn't found that find that much in in Spanish language. Um, 
Yes, and also uh, like all the people, uh, my, my friends in Argentina, uh, psychology is, is huge and uh, mental health is talked about a lot in, in Argentina, but it's rather the psychological side and not neurobiological uh, uh, side of it. And um, yes, that's what I like uh, to talk oh. about that. Yes, and also like I'm in Germany now, but so online I'm rather connected to uh, the, the community uh, the, to to my Spanish and Argentinian friends and entonces si alguno eh, entiende el, el castellano y quiere seguirme eh, luego voy a ponerlo en, en los links eh, esto sí It, it's not going to be professional but I, I uh, and like yes maybe yeah. share some of the things um, of the IAPMDD page and uh, just just translate and, and um, explain that to make it accessible yes tag us in we want to know and heather so aside from shouting it from the rooftops like i said i did make a email that i drafted it was both inform or it was both uh informal with the attached pmdd fact sheet but it also had a few personal anecdotes um, about what i go through as well but really, it was a big push to get my friends and family to take the pledge. Um, I've done that uh, on the site. I've also gone and created my own fundraiser page. So I hope that I can help raise funds for this month through my efforts. I will be speaking with my job and my colleagues, and we're working on a way to present it to um, the entire building. We have a few different offices that are inside of our building. But when I spoke to my boss about it, he said that it was something that we should really aim to bring the whole building into if possible. So that's fantastic. And um, I will be doing the Instagram challenge. I'm not Instagram uh, savvy. I haven't used it in a couple of years, but I'll be spreading the word and really just talking to anybody who is in need of support or needs direction it's been so nice to have this conversation thank you so much to the panel for joining us today you've been absolutely wonderful um our wonderful patient insight panel and thank you so much everyone enjoy the rest of your sunday thank you for listening to the iapmd podcast if you're feeling inspired you can find out more about pmdd awareness month by visiting iapmd.org pam dash 2021 if you'd like to get involved with supporting our mission you can make a donation pledge your birthday or organize a fundraiser head over to our website to find out more about how you can help our cause